I'm so with you on that. Party people in the place to be. It's about that time for us to. Yeah. What you know about? We're gonna own it. That's what we're gonna do. You know, this is as good a time as any to enlighten the brotherhood that this Sports Brothers podcast is being brought to them by Rebecca Creek Spirits down in San Antonio. Love it. What do you think about that? Headman, how think, are you? I think, Linda de Noche, I am well. I am uh, excited to talk sports with you and enlighten the brotherhood on all things Dallas area sports, man. I, I'm just ready. Indeed. Let's talk. I'm loaded up. I'm fired up. I'm fired up about this one tonight. Let's get this going with the Bears down in Waco. Baylor brought wow. themselves home a national title and whooped the snot out of Gonzaga. Yeah, Gonzaga was overwhelmed. And it be, and what what was so amazing to me is that how quickly you realized, oh no. I was ready for a real tight game, and Baylor's a lot, a lot more hungry in this in this game. Those first five minutes, the offensive rebounds, the the three point shooting, it's like whoa, they're going to have to cool down, or Gonzaga's out of this. They're bigger, out of it. Bigger, better, faster, tougher. They just showed it, man. All, man, they just showed it and brought it and didn't let up. Like you said, you would have thought good team like Gonzaga, thirty one and zero at the time. Would right, have, would have had a little more, little more fight. There's some speculation that maybe they're a little pootied after that that big win just a couple nights before with that crazy right. called glass shot from half court with 1.7 seconds, Un- unbelievable March Madness moment. But just Man, all that... the credit in the world to Baylor, huh? Now you, I want to tell you something. Do it, Scott Drew. Scott Drew took over that program 18 years ago off of the Dave Bliss, you know, that whole debacle. uh, (laughs) debacle. I mean, you know, where do you, where do you draw the line as the head coach of a major athletic college athletic program? You know, he didn't draw the line at murder. That's a, that's the thing that to me is you just go, what? You didn't draw the line at murder. And he came in, and I, I, I heard a, a, a deal today. His first four years, they didn't win 10 games. How many universities stick with you through that? Under those circumstances, maybe more than you think. Yeah, I, I, I could see that. Yeah, I, I get your point. I, I, yeah, and, and so to see what he's done, and I'll tell you something. We don't have COVID. They could be back-to-back national champs because they were ready to roll last year. One step further, they might do it next year. Who knows? So that's that's the question that that I have on that is, you know, is there an anticipation? Are you aware of any anticipation of a lot of their guys leaving? Just hearing, you know, the scuttlebutt on the on the sports radio waves today is that a lot of people are staying, which is unlike you know high end programs right. of today. A lot of a lot of studs are one and gone, but apparently right. a lot of the folks that we saw take care of business just last night and that unbelievable romp they put on, most of all, if not all, are coming back. Unbelievable. What a squad. Wow. What a squad. Wow. That is, uh, that's an impressive story, an impressive run. Good for Baylor. Uh, I, I just think that that's uh, you know, an amazing accomplishment that they pulled off there. Here's the thing that I, I, I still I, I kind of look at and go, wow, that how do you recruit to Waco, Texas? I, I just look at it. I, I look at the, you know, the, the school about another hour and 15 minutes south of them, UT. You would think when you can package Austin and playing at the University of Texas, you would think that there would be 
kids lined up to go there and, and, and play at Texas. But, you know, at Baylor, it's, you know, I, I just look at it. Hey, great school. Not, no, no uh, you know, slight to Baylor University here, but, man, Waco doesn't offer a whole lot, I don't believe, you know, in terms of uh, for a college kid. Yeah, come here and play basketball. It's like, really? But hey, yeah. that's Scott Drew. He's uh, he's done a great job. He's he has built a program, and you know, you win a national championship. That has a way of of just continuing to feed itself. I'll offer you one little tidbit, you know, on your on your question, and that's if you're playing at Baylor, you're getting to play against Texas, and you're getting to play against Big Twelve competition. So you're in a big league. You know, the exposure right. factor that is there. Um, you yes, know, some of these guys, I'm sure, had had a lot of offers at a lot of places, but not all of them said big 12. And, uh, so you do get to play True. Oklahoma, you get to play Texas and, and no matter what they say, okay. well, no matter what the national pundits say that the big 12 can't play basketball, guess what? They just were pretty well, just kind of, just, just kind of showed out there just saying, yeah. We, and I think it just, it goes ahead and, uh, you know, just, really puts an emphasis on, on the thing that I've, I know I've talked with you about. I, I, I watch this past year, didn't have the opportunity with the virus, but man, I watch a lot of high school basketball and we have got talent in this state. Like you wouldn't believe. I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of really, really solid basketball players. I know we're known as a football state from a high school standpoint, but man, there are some awesome basketball players as well. And, uh, hey, Scott Drew's got a he's got a formula. He's got uh, a national championship now. Kudos to him. And I think Baylor's going to be be around, man. You you just don't win a national championship and then go away. Well, that's a fact, and that can only, as you're pointing out so eloquently, that can only help with recruiting. Hell, they just want it all. Right now, to to, to kind of segue away from Baylor, but let's talk Saturday night that that uh, Gonzaga. UCLA game for just a moment. I got to tell you, one of the best basketball games I've seen in a long time. Name me a better one. I've got one in mind in in the annals of of, his, of you know uh, basket college basketball, but it, that one's being touted just a few nights ago as the greatest basketball game ever played, and it has to must have to do with. Nobody got a lead worth of flip in that game. It no, was back and you're forth right. And back and forth and back and forth, right down to the last one point seven seconds. Wow, well, brotherhood! Game. If you, if you didn't have a chance to see it, here's one thing that I recommend you do: is is get on YouTube and pull up Jalen Suggs' last two minutes in that game. It was it was some of the most amazing athletic uh, talent in some of the most amazing skill set. And I'll start with this block on the UCLA center that's going in for a dunk. Mm. And then he gets the ball and goes up court. If you seen that one-handed bounce pass between three UCLA yeah. defenders yeah. for the layup? Yeah, that's God-given. It's, it's, it, it, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just, dude, I'm just telling you. You watched that. I, I was just sitting there, and my mouth was open, going, "You, you cannot tell me that guy just did that. That's insane." And then he sinks the, you know, he sinks the 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 forty foot bomb to win the game. Oh, it was that was fun. Now I'm a big UCLA fan. Uh, in that, uh, when I was young and I was becoming aware of sports, they were winning national titles and they had an eighty eight game win streak, and so I. You know, obviously, when you're young, you get you get into the teams that are winning. So I've always just kind of had a, 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 a an affection for UCLA. Um, but man, watching watching that bank shot go, it's like, hey, good for you, Gonzaga! Wow, what a what a win! What a game! That was that was awesome. And and tip tip the hat to UCLA. That was an 11 seed that took them down to the last 1.7 seconds. An undefeated team. That's awesome. Three That's overtime awesome. games, uh, a play in. They're uh, they're a first four play in or last four play in I think is what they refer to it as. They get Michigan State no overtime. They get them. 
I think they had two other overtime games, or, or yeah, you know, the final four was an overtime game, and I think there was another one uh, as well. So, wow, that, and you know what? I can't tell you that I watched combined uh, all year uh, a significant amount of, of college basketball. I just didn't. But the, the, the tournament always pulls me in, and I, I, I just love it. I, that's, it's a sport I love. I love watching watching basketball, and man, to see uh, you know, some of those games, it was it was a treat. It was the just only, a treat. The only other game that I can think of in in my lifetime of of an appreciable value, uh, you know, at an age where I could actually appreciate it, was that uh, NC State Houston game in '83 where Lorenzo. It was Charles, a sweet deal. Yeah, tipped that in. Last second, Valvano ran across court. What a ball game that was. Holy smokies. Sweet ball game. No question about it. Go a few years before that. I think you look at North Carolina, Georgia, Mm -hmm. or pardon me, Georgetown, with uh, uh, Mike hitting the, the, you know, and that's where all of a sudden people go, Michael Jordan kid's pretty good. (laughs) You think? I hate to bring up this name after invoking Michael Jordan, but that Leitner shot was pretty big for Dukey. Dude, that's a huge that's a huge <laughs> one as well. That's that that uh and that was Elite Eight. Yeah. Uh as I recall. Uh that Kentucky uh Duke game, what well, yeah, that was a that was an all timer as well. So I know this. NCAA tournament delivered this year in spades. Talking Rangers here in just a second. Texas Go Rangers. Go little Red Shoot Rangers. Golly. Go little Red Shoot Rangers. The ballpark is open for display. What a beautiful looking yard that is. My Dude, God. let me assure you, been there. Uh, I've taken a tour. Uh, we will be broadcasting from there uh, here in the next month or so uh, as well. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a yard, no question about it. And, you know, the idea that you can now go to a Ranger game in June, July, August, September, mm-hmm. and not literally sweat off 10 pounds is a huge, huge development. I this, mean, it's a, a yeah, huge development yeah, for them. Is. This little team here is going to be just, you're going to have to have some patience. That's clear, you know, but I'm already seeing in the, in these few games, uh, start of this season that, man, they're going to run on you. They're going to try to hit on you. Pitching's going to be an yep. issue. Uh, you know, it appears I like this Hearn guy like him. want to point him out. Right. He looks pretty good. The guy that started tonight, Dunning, I guess we Dunning was having a good outing we, tonight. Yeah. We obtained in a trade that dude looks pretty solid. Other than that on the pitching front, not sure, but it's early. It's early. We'll see. It's, it's going to be a challenge. Hey, so. you know what? If you have to, if you have to lose a uh, hundred, couple years in a row, get you some good draft draft position. That, that's exactly how Houston built their roster. We're very well of that, um, and and hopefully we can do the same thing, and then not have to cheat to win games after after that. That'll that'll be a good good thing. Two guys, and there's probably more that need to be pointed out on the offensive end. This low character has started yes. out as of tonight, as we are speaking to each other, and the Brotherhood has got 14 runs batted in to lead the American League. How about you? And I think last year he had 19. <laughs> so, so you can look at, at what's happening there, and that's 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 certainly. Uh, a positive without question. Now, my most anticipated moment at this point, looking forward in the major league season, is going to see Rudned Odor clean shaven. <laughs> yeah, as a member of the Yankees, interesting pickup today. Interesting because yeah, I saw that, and and you know what? It's kind of checking out some of the. Uh, uh, the details on the on the kids we picked up, mm-hmm. minor leaguers, yes, but a couple of outfielders that look to have themselves a little something. Well, you and can I can't help but believe than, it. Than getting something from the Yankees farm system, that's usually pretty salty. 
I, 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 I couldn't agree with you more. I, I think you're, you're spot on there. And it could have been one of those deals to where the Yankees are looking at it and, and, and maybe even the Rangers in the negotiation going, we're about to pay this guy to play for you. We exactly. need a little, yeah. we need a little something. Yeah, exactly. And I guess, and so, uh, I guess the Yankees need a little backup help. That's all they, they have to be thinking in terms of, of picking up Ruggie because God knows he needs help in the, on the offensive end. He was, he was playing some decent third base, I guess. Uh, I assume they're looking at him as a, as more of a middle infielder with the Yankees. Uh, but yeah, surprising today. Surprising little development. That was, today. you know, and see, I thought he, he was released. And so when I heard that he was traded, I thought, well, I, I guess I missed the logistics. Yeah. The technicalities of, he was going to be designated for assignment, they call it. And that he refused that. And so he was just kind of in this limbo state where he wasn't going to be assigned to say triple a with us. And uh, apparently that makes him still trade eligible. Son of a gun! I don't ever want to have an event in my life where I'm designated for assignment. <laughs> I just don't want that to happen, that's Moon. Not that's not the address you want. I don't. I don't. No, I don't want that. So they're one in three, and I, I do believe that that's about what their winning percentage is going to be moving through the year. They're going to. Yeah. It just seems to me they'll win one out of about every every four that they play. Maybe you know, occasionally they'll go on a little run. Looking but good I, tonight, I, however. Looking good with a 6-3 like lead in the bottom of seven, batting in front of the home crowd. Don't know what the numbers are tonight, but yesterday, 38 large at the yard. Boy, that was a, uh, that was a scene. I don't, I don't know how uh, you, know, you kind of look at it and, and think about the COVID situation and we've got variants that are rearing their heads. Now they're evidently in all 50 states. I, I just look at that and go, Wow! Really? Mm -hmm. I've I've seen some still pictures, and I bet it's couldn't have been more than fifty. Yeah, couldn't. I was going to say couldn't have been more than fifty percent with masks on. That I saw. (laughs) Not at all. And I tell you, the job I don't want. I don't want to be a Texas Rangers usher trying to tell people to put their masks on. That's right. (laughs) Oh my gosh! Let let me do that. No, one other, thank one other you. Guy. This doll, doll, he appears to be a scrappy little hitter. But that, I want to point this one guy out. This backup catcher we got named Heim H E I M, I believe is how you spell it. This dude just got through homering a little bit ago. He's a switch hitter catcher. I already like him better than Trevino already after four games. Really? So yeah, I want to point that out, but. I nice. watched him hit the last game he ca- he caught, which is a couple games ago against the Royals. This dude has the smoothest technique left-handed swing that we've had since Josh Hamilton or Rafael Palmero. His swing is beautiful. I I, I, nice. could watch, I could watch this dude hit all day long, and that's from the that's left nice. side. And he stepped up there tonight, right-handed, and just put one out outside the fence boundary which was very nice to see. So this dude, he's young. Very sweet. Young. I, I think we've got him through the Dodgers somehow, uh, I want to say. I have to do a little more uh, research. A little more, little more research on that, maybe? A little, a little more homework on that part. But this guy, he's young, looks aggressive. I'm, I'm liking him, man. We do got some good young guys. It's kind of, it's kind of fun. Well, that's, that's, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, Moon, I, I'm I'm completely uh, on board with you on that. That you you get these young guys, you get them some experience. Um, that's that's how that's how you're going to have to turn this thing around and build it. And we're aggressive. So man. Now, I sat there and watched Solak, who jury's out on that dude. We've seen him for a little. This is just starting his second year with us. Not overly impressed with him. I guess because I'd hope for more, but that son of a gun got a hit, got on first, stole second, and the very next pitch stole third, with two outs, mind you. <laughs> Who the hell does that? Two you outs, know what? You're I, steal I, I, third. That was aggressive as hell. 
And so well, that's aggressive as hell. But what I look at is the fact that the team is is looking at we got nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. We're going to run. We're going to run, and we're, we're we're going to be aggressive and 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 try to win some games at the same time, getting some guys some experience. Yeah, yeah, we're definitely so good. Run. Go Rangers. Yeah, definitely go, go Rangers. Run. Hell yeah, fun with it. Brand new yard. Got the pictures of it. From opening day with the sunlight and everything looked incredible. And I've already been. You're going to love it. Just absolutely love the night shots with the roof open. You know, the pictures. That oh, you yeah. See. It's just a breathtaking uh, yard. What I, I've uh, I've got to tour it. I haven't obviously been able to see a game. Um, but I've got to tour it. It is, it is, a, it is a venue of the highest quality. No question about it. They've incorporated kind of couldn't, couldn't give two flips what it looks like on the outside. Why anybody cares? I don't know, but the inside just looks majestic. I mean, it's it's sweet. No, it's a sweet. Out. It's a sweet joint. You're gonna you're gonna enjoy it. You're gonna you're gonna like it when you see it. You're gonna go, okay, this this is sweet. Hey, what? and I'm just telling you, yeah, man, I'm just telling you, if you <laughs> you eliminate those that three month period where it was unbearable literally to go to a game. Um, yeah. I shouldn't say unbearable, but man, you were going to be sweating through your clothes. I mean, I've, I've walked out of that the, the old ball park after a game and it's like, I've, I've just played, um, you know, hours of pickup basketball. I, and all I've been doing is sitting and watching a baseball game. So that's going to be a nice feature. That and here's is, the other thing. Is, that I, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, just, I, I just think that, you know, one of the things that I always heard about trying to get top-notch pitchers in here, yeah. so they didn't want to pitch in that heat. Yeah. And then that jet stream that was was uh, oh, part of the. about stealing somebody's thunder. That was the two things I was going to mention. I'm glad you're bringing those up. So we're covering it. We, we must have talked before the show. That's, that's all it is. Probably so. Yeah. The trade wins, I think they called them. And then that unbearable right. heat that God, no pitcher wanted to come here for any reason. Now they're going to want to come here for all those sure. reasons that you mentioned. And the yard's bigger. So that keeps balls in the yard, makes pitchers look better. Sitting here watching Agreed. Matt Agreed. Bush. What a great comeback story this could be. Matt Bush on the hill for the top of the eighth inning. Your team Good deal. Right. Uh, you know, I, I pull for the kid. He's had a tough go. He's, you know, some personal issues that were really unfortunate and challenging, and he's had injury woes. I, I just, I, you know, in that situation, I just pull for pull, pull for guys to uh, to find it and uh, get back to, you know, get back to to where they were from a, a performance standpoint. Yeah, I'm. Hey, I'm. I, I pull for those Rangers. Heck no question yeah. about it. There's a couple things that Rebecca Creek Spirits has, has asked of us to back this show. And one of them is to entertain the sports brothers and to talk good sports. So let's take a shot at entertaining them right now, head man, eh? Do it. All right, all right, okay. Thank you, thank you. Jesus Christ. Give out some free tickets. Everybody shows up, huh? He's like, this guy fucking rocks, man. Free tickets. I like this guy. All right. Well, it's, uh, it's good to be here, man. It's nice to be back in town here in New York. I didn't do shit today. I didn't. I'm a loser, man. Just sat around watching TV and all that type of stuff. And I'm going to tell you something, man. You know what? I'm sick of pedophiles. Damn. Sex offenders. Dude, they're on every channel. Everybody is doing something on sex offenders, you know? It's like, dude, I got it. There's people out there touching kids, you know? But it's not everybody. It's a very small portion of the population. So, you know, take it down a few because you're making it fucking awkward out there. Dude, you can't say hi to kids anymore. I love kids. I love kids. I like making faces at them on the airplane, making them laugh. Now parents are like, is that a sex offender? They start huddling their kids in making me feel like a freak, you know? I'm terrified of kids now. Remember back in the day when a kid would come walking up to you, you, you could pat him on the head, hey, hey, Rusty, how you doing, right? 
Now a kid comes walking up and I'm like, dude, get that thing the fuck away from me. Get it away from me. Serious, dude, get it away from me. Hands are up high, not aroused, just terrified. Please, for the love of God, serious. Get that thing away from me, all right? Don't need the FBI or have to catch a predator guy to come walking out. Like, what are you doing here? What are you doing? No, 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 sit down. That show to catch a predator, man, that is horrible PR for white people, huh? Carry on, sports brothers. after a quick break man i so understand that uh that little uh, little spot there from the comedian because golly i tell you what I, i'll go out and do my daily walk and man kids <laughs> kids look at you like you are an absolute monster <laughs> it's it's been so ingrained in them it, it's it's a trip it, that uh they 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 can't even don't even want to look at you or, or whatever. It's and if you wave at one, <laughs> oh my gosh, just a little little wave or a nod. They're they're running off, going. What I just said hi. <laughs> it's a trip. It's a trip. Yeah, but yeah, you know they sign got it. Of the times, brother. Sign Correct. of the times for sure. Agreed. How about those Mavericks on a? I believe it's. 19 five. and 6 tear over the last 25 games. They won five straight. Uh last couple without Porzingis even playing, so that's that's even a better sign not that he's hurt, but that we're winning without him. And it's it's just a it's a wonderful little change of events here that that's going on right before our eyes. It is a tremendous development. They were eight and fourteen. Mm-hmm. Twenty-two games in, the NBA messed them up um, because the NBA, after messing up the Mavericks when they had their COVID deal, the NBA figured out, oh wait, wait a minute, we can't go ahead and cause you know require these teams to play. We need to go ahead and pause for those teams. Is the way that I understand that it mm-hmm. you know kind of kind of was unfolding. And so, you know, you're out, you're trying to go out there and play with, with, you know, a, a second string team against, uh, the, uh, the competition's fully equipped and fully ready to roll. So that, that really, really hurt them. But man, to be where they, you know, you're talking eight and 14 and they're 29 and 21 now, I believe it is. So that's, you know, if you're eight and 14, now you're 29 and 21. That's, that's uh that's essentially uh what would that be twenty one and seven? That's a seven fifty winning percentage, and that's as good as you can get. They are playing some basketball. They are playing some. Look at last night; they beat the top team in the West. That's a damn good team. The top team in yeah. the West, and they beat them and had them down by like sixteen going into the fourth. I mean, impressive little little effort there by by the local fans. Very very nice win. So let me ask you this: Do it. Is we are now we're we're now encountering another KP injury, and now this is a risk. Man, I am I am worried about banking on that guy long term. I'm just telling you, I'm worried about that. A lot of people are. I think this uh, wrist. Yeah, you never know with these these quote injuries. Uh, that that they come out what they say and what they really are. I really you saying they might be fibbing. They are one hundred one hundred ten percent fibbing. It's all about load management for him in particular. 
I think they're particularly worried about him and just having him ready for, let's call it, the last 20 games so he can right. just keep going, just keep right on going. And the schedule has allowed us, other than this, this Utah game uh, last night, uh, the opportunity to go ahead and, and have him rest. And I don't know how much Man, you've there's... seen of this Melly guy that, that we got from New Orleans when we traded uh, the, the two guys to New Orleans. Um, but Melly's this this uh, guy from overseas that I guess Luca's got some history with, or at least playing against in some big games over there. And he's a hustle cat. This guy's a hustle cat. I don't know, you know, if he's gonna make you ride home to Grandma over his offensive skills, but he surely does hustle, and he's kind of filled in a little bit admirably for uh, for Porzingis. You seen him? I'll take it. I, I I haven't, uh, but I, I'll I'll gladly take that. I just know this that the uh, the group is is playing really well together. They are doing, uh, you know, they're playing defense hard. They're they're they one of the key things in this league now too. They begin they they are beginning to hit threes. That's huge. Mm-hmm. You got to be able to hit those threes. And as long as you have seventy-seven, dude, I'm telling you, they're, they're going to be, they're going to be something to be dealt with. You know, Luca. I think last night was his thirty-fifth, leading the league, thirty-fifth game of twenty-five and five out of forty-nine games. Mm-hmm. That dude has in in thirty-five of forty-nine games. Mm-hmm. So seventy percent of the games he's playing, he's getting twenty points, five rebounds, five assists, minimum. And and it's all um, going to be you know predicated on how well, how well he's doing. And that was one of the other beautiful things that about last night against a first place team that can't be discounted. I sat there and watched Luke on the bench just clapping his hands while we were schooling him, and he was watching. Right, loved it. Right, <laughs> like oh my gosh, this is good things right here. Yes, Jalen Bronson. Oh my goodness, that guy's playing like an all pro. Absolutely, man. I'm telling you, I, I, this Jalen Brunson. I I know that he's been talked about when you, you start thinking about trying to get a third. Yeah, to go with Luca and KP. I don't. I do not want to part ways with him. I just don't. You talking about baby I, Fred Sanford? <laughs> I just. I, I, I just. I don't. I don't know. I don't. You know. You look at what him, are you going to go? Like a young Fred Sanford. Anyway, I I just know this, you you know, how, how many good ballers do you want to trade away from your team? Well, you don't, I, you know, what we have brought up in the past is that he's somebody that other teams, they recognize it. He's somebody that somebody would want. We don't have a ton of that. We've got a little of that, but we don't have a ton of that. He's really high on that list. Because yeah. he's a quarterback, man. That dude's a legit yeah. point guard. Now he's starting to score on top of it, go by people. Uh, he's he's really coming on. Um, we're we're taking care of in the six man role with Hardaway. I'm perfectly fine with him. He brings in that little Vinny Johnson from back in the day of the Bruce Brothers or whatever the Bad Boys back in the day of Detroit. Vinny come in and just cook it up. Hardaway can do that for us. We've got speaking of speaking of Baylor, yeah, Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, that's it. Hell yeah, VJ. VJ. So we've got two of the three with Porzingis and and obviously Luca. We've got a couple of really good role players in Brunson, Finney Smith, and I guess you can include Kleba in that mix. We just need that that third star star, that guy that's going to come in every game, count on him for like 25, 27 a night. And and we'd have sure. everything we need at that point. So we're we're closer than we think as we sit here. A big question mark, right. is, as you mentioned, is can KP stay healthy? Uh, because I completely of- agree with you. We, we, we've got a solid roster, one that can compete with anybody in the league as we're showing it right now. See, that's the thing you're looking at. Okay, we're sitting here at 28 and 21 right now. Uh, average record. You're seventh in the. Uh, you're seventh in the conference. I'm telling you, they have been playing so much better than that. 
and they are a victim right now of that COVID deal that took place early in the year, mm-hmm. they could easily be, you know, you're 28 and 21. Let's just say five turn the other way. All of a sudden, you're, you're 33 fourth, and 16. You're fourth in the conference or third, Hello. maybe. Yeah, something like Hello. that. We're still gaining on the five hole. We're only two and a half out of the five hole, which is a really good place to if we could get to there, then you don't have to mess. Oh, with Oh, if we could get to five, that'd be yeah. man. Get to five, that would be sweet. It's possible. It's possible. Uh, interesting. Uh, Absolutely, study, it is. Uh, interesting study came out an ESPN poll of the top ten players in the NBA under the age of twenty five. Did you hear this or see this today by any chance? The top. 10 I don't know that I, I. I mean, I saw. I saw the. Uh, the ad, I didn't look at it. I, I knew for a fact that 77 was going to be in there. 77 was ranked one on that list. He's the top ranked Shocker. player, 25 and Shocker. under in the league. How good is that, dude? God, that's good. Love I'm glad that. he's on our side. Yeah, no question. Interesting enough, Aiton, who was picked ahead of Luca uh, with Phoenix, and Trey Young, which is obviously always going to be associated with Luca for the draft day yes. trade. Yeah, ne- one of those guys are in the top ten of the top twenty-five players. So we made such a fortuitous trade there, and and smart enough to make the right pick. Good God, we're lucky. So that's that's fascinating to me. So you've seen the list. Yes, sir. Aiton and Aiton and Young are not in the top ten. On the top ten of players under twenty five, so twenty five will get you players like Booker, uh, Jason Tatum. You know, guys that have, have got a couple years in the league that are just not yet twenty five. Right? So that 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 part of it plays big, but it's still I wow. Like I was scouring that list for Trey Young, first name I was looking for after seeing Luca was number one. He ain't on there. Well, when when you mentioned. Aiton and, and Young, I was thinking, well, they're going to be like what four yeah. and six, or, or you know, they're they're going to be right there, and they're so that's interesting. I wonder if there is the look at it, if if the thought, if, if part of the equation is longevity, how long are they going to, big, you know, be be a yeah, big part of that, but it's also just like these are the top dudes. Like if you go out to the playground, who are the top ten dudes that are under twenty five years that you would pick? They're all standing there. Who are you going to pick? And well, I know when I played pickup basketball, I always looked for Moon Mullen. I wanted to find where is Moon. All right, all right. Well, that's, and I was I was always going to I was always looking. I was always awesome looking for education and upbringing. Is all that, <laughs> that points out? Hey, uh, let's uh, switch gears again. Oh. Jalen boys. Boys. Yes. Smith, boys. Smith wants to change his uniform number now after playing in the league for three years. He's got to have his number nine back that he wore at Notre Dame. What in the heck and is up with this guy? Now, let me tell you something. I just heard this this uh, evening that the owners are about to approve the fact that they're going to open up they're going to open up the the uniform number deal. They're going to just completely open it up. So you could have a quarterback that's number 67. <laughs> yeah. No, no seriously. It, okay. it, well, it, 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 first it, thing it, that comes to mind is let's sell some more jerseys. Come on, man. What the oh, hell? Come on, dude. You, are, you, are you thinking the NFL is looking to make money? Come on! I just—they're not looking to make money, are they? Number nine. I honestly, you can give number nine to whoever you want. Uh, He—he's a good player for us and all that. Talking about Tones Rones, but but after three years, uh, you're gonna just—you're just gonna have to have your number nine back. This guy. He's worried about too much crap other than just knocking people out, man. That bothers me. Right. Just, I, I don't get it. I don't know. Well, I guess, uh, I guess, uh, CD was number two at Oklahoma. Yeah. And that's kind of what he, he wants. He wants to get back to number two. He does. And I, 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 
Well, I, I, I think that's part of the deal. He wants uh, to. He, he wants to go. He wants to get back to number two. And in reality, I, I, I got to tell you, I, I got a big, a big bucket here sitting right next to me of not caring about what somebody's number is. Me too. I don't what care. Does it even matter in the grand scheme of things. It's not like they're calling a foul on you in, in basketball every, you know, every few minutes. And, right. And we need to know what your number is to keep up with that. In football, it's just much less of a deal. From a fan perspective, you identify with people by their number. I get it. But good grief. Right. What's the big big bucket of who gives a shit? I couldn't agree more. I mean, I just. Well, here's what, here's what I can see, see unfolding. I think it's pretty, pretty interesting is the. Uh, you know, just a simple fact that you're, you know, I look at, at, at hockey, Wayne Gretzky in his day, 66, man, that was, that was a dude. No, it wasn't. Well, then all it of was a sudden, 99. Oh, Lemieux, are 66. you, well, was he, was he 99? He wasn't 66. He was 99. 66 was, was Lemieux and 99 was Gretzky. Sorry. I didn't read that. No, thank you. I yeah. appreciate the correction. I, right. I, uh, am yeah. trying to, trying to pull back on 40 years of, of memory. Recall. Occasionally, I'll miss <laughs> swing and miss. But then it was interesting. Like Lemieux was seventy-seven, I think. No, sixty-six. We just did was this. it sixty-six? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. But then you know the, these guys have come along and they kind of kind of duplicated. Yeah, I I just I I cannot tell you how little I care about what somebody's number is. You know, the, the number 32 it, used to mean something because it was Jim Brown's number. That was OJ's number. That number kind of stuck out. So if you're a running back, you're worth your salt, and you thought you oh, were yeah. going to be good, 32 made made sense. Michael Jordan's number 23, if you're any good, you probably want to be number 23. I get it. Right. But the Cowboys okay, do actually have a tradition, and they've been kind of – kind of uh, careful about who they give numbers to. I heard a little discussion today that 94 has been given to Charles Haley and Marcus Marcus Ware and now Randy Gregory. So that guy ought to be honored. If I hear him chirping about changing his number, that's going to really bother me because that's an honor to wear number 94 for the Cowboys to wear number 54 for crying out loud, Jalen, you dumb shit. That's Randy White's number. That's the master. He's an all time cowboy. We'll go down a hundred years from now. People are going to know who Randy White was. I'm I'm ready to go ahead. I got to tell you, I, I, I've watched, I've watched enough, a couple of seasons now. I'm, I'm not real fired up about Jalen. Great, great man. I know. Everything that I see is, yeah. you know, a great con- contributor good community uh, to, to the community. Yeah. Good, good. Yeah, yeah, that's all great. Guess what? Yeah. I'm not worried about. Um, I'm not worried about community. I, when it comes to my football team, I'd yeah. like to win games, yeah. and 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 be competitive. And so, you know, if, if they make a move to, to to go in a different direction with him, I'm fine with that. He's not done anything for me that has me go, oh, wow, don't lose him. Exactly right, yeah. Don't lose him. And it's nothing personal. I just want him to play better. No. Just play better, guy. Just tackle somebody beyond seven yards down the field. That's all. That's it. That's that's it. (laughs) Not a big ask, by the way. That's a fact. I don't think it's a big ass. No, it is. I really don't. I don't I don't think it's a big ass. It's like let's do it. So we got a draft we coming do up. We have a draft. I, I'm glad you mentioned that. What do you need? What do you need in this draft? What do you like? I, I want to tell you something that's gonna happen. All right. There's going to be a I I predict because all of those trades that we've seen in the last week mm-hmm. are geared towards what? Getting quarterback. Yes. Teams have been just absolutely chomping at the bit to get quarterbacks. They've made trades. They've made all kinds of moves to where they can they can get in a position to get a quarterback. We're at ten. We are the tenth pick. At this point, it's looking like there could be five quarterbacks picked in the first ten picks. Agreed. Which 
create this interesting dynamic. We know, and we've talked about it, Cowboys need what? Defense. And we've talked about the fact that that cornerback from Alabama, uh, Sertain, Uh that's kind of our guy, right? Unless you listen to other people that say it's Horn or it's uh, the other kid. I got to say something. I want to say something. There is going if if we get to our pick We're and the Florida tight end, dude, I'm telling you, if we get to that pick and Kyle Pitts is available, we're taking Kyle Pitts. Well, we better. The I'm problem tell- is, I'm is he's not going to be there. This dude is transcendent. This well, is freaking Kellen no, Winslow, but better. And he's going to under- when, when the eighth pick comes. All the quarterbacks are picked. He's going to go, and, and we're going to get think? Deep. Okay. I think so. I'm afraid of that. I'd love to have this dude. Not a lot. Oh, I like our oh, tight watched, ends, you know. But this I is this too. is a difference maker. This is a guy that not only is going to play tight end, he's going to split out on you. Now, who's going to cover me? You going to cover me with a linebacker? No. You going to cover me with a corner? No. no. You gonna cover me with a safety? You're screwed. We got three other dudes. They're gonna burn you now. So, so are we gonna move up? Would we move up to get him? We never do. <laughs> I don't know what we got to give somebody. Well, you know, for well, that. So. I, I understand that. I, I, man, I'm I'm just looking at that, and you watch the tape on the kid, and you're going, "Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. you could have that." Uh-huh. So if he's not available, if, if he's not available, then I, you know, I, I, I think obviously you, uh, you know, you, you go with Sartain. No, I've been saying what uh, you're saying now for, for a month that we've got to take Kyle Pitts, best player available. That dude may be the best player in the whole freaking draft for all we know. But, uh, and I also think that you could find a damn good corner in the second round. We did it last year. We took CD first. And Absolutely. We took Dig second. And we were happy with it, and we could do that again. Absolutely, as well, you know. Uh, yeah, speaking Man, of that, last year's draft was pretty decent. I'm, I've got high hopes for uh, Novell Gallimore. I think that dude's going to be pretty good. Um, then, of course, yep. CD Lamb showed out, and Diggs was good. Uh, pretty good draft last year, and to have the tenth pick, you know, as, as tough as last year was, t- to get the tenth pick out of it is, is a pretty nice little thing to have man i'll i i just i don't think we'd lose at 10 anyway mm-hmm. i think we shore up our defense once but goodness if you could get 10 good lord <laughs> because then here's what i'm thinking is now you've got you've got a, a, a tight end package already with our team that do they not maybe become some trade leverage you think? I don't think that trades are that big a deal in the NFL. It's just my personal opinion, you know, unless you're trading quarterbacks, which is shown to be in vogue here lately. Um, interesting trade, come to think of it, where New York actually finally traded Sam Darnold, and he's with Carolina now. The last, right. the last domino to fall is this sticky-ass situation in Houston with Deshaun. My God. Wow, that is that is a itself, is it not? My goodness. That's the last I've heard you know, I've seen this type of saga was Tiger Woods' tally. (laughs) That was that was going. They're just coming out of the woodworks. Damn. I said that I don't ever want a you know, to me to be involved in in a press release where I'm designated for assignment. But I I think even (laughs) the situation where Deshaun is in, where it's like, oh my God, I don't want... All of a sudden, people are are coming out and saying things about you. (laughs) You're going, whoa, wait. Holy cow. Well, just think, you know, in today's world, how how awkward it's going to be no matter where he goes. You know, it doesn't matter where he goes, he's going to be catching flack from people I did hear where his lawyers have put out 20 sworn sworn statements from masseuse who have said that they've never had an issue with him. So this is a, 
This is a oh, it's, goofy it's, it's deal, a, man. Wow. It's a really goofy deal, and um, I, I would not want to be in that firestorm at all. I, I just wouldn't. Because, you know, you just look at it, and this is to the entire brotherhood. Man, if, you, <laughs> if you're going to be engaging in any type of activity, if you're sending text messages, if you're, you, you can't do that. <laughs> you, you just, you, man, I'm just telling you. Just you say just, no. Damn it, no. Just say no. <laughs> just say no. Thank you. Couldn't agree with you more, man. Well, who's it's, left? It's who's a, left? Who needs a quarterback real bad? Who's left? Uh, I'm, I'm trying to figure this out. Is Denver a candidate now? Is I mean, because Carolina was was probably up there. I guess the whole Miami thing's still somewhat in play. Where right, Miami wanted. To hey, the, the draft's gonna the draft's gonna show a bunch um, gotta, about where. I gotta believe if you're a team and you're gonna get. I mean, Miami wasn't that good, so they must have a pretty damn good pick. And you're Houston, and you're gonna trade Deshaun to Miami gonna want that damn good pick so you're gonna have to do this before the draft and they've got miami miami has more picks than you can imagine so they've got all kinds of they don't have to take three or four picks just to get deshaun but you know that was absolutely that was last week and that may be what that that may be what they want to do that may be what they want to do just absolutely nuts that deal is just nuts yeah, wow. it, it is nuts. Never heard of never heard of such a thing. And it's the one thing that pops out, and we'll table this in a second, but how many freaking masseuses do you need? <laughs> He's up to like 30-something now. <laughs> you know, between the 18 that say it, he's an angel and the, the 21 that say he isn't. That's 30-something. And so here's, here's the thing that I look at. It's like, oh, oh, no, wait, the team doesn't have somebody? <laughs> right. Yes, grief! How many masseuses do you the, need? The, the team, like, if you are Deshaun Watson, do you not think that the team doesn't have somebody that can on your beck and call? No kidding. Midnight, whatever. I, I mean, I mean, it's, it's like, hey, I, I'm, I'm, I need my massage. Yeah. And, and that you would think that, hey, that just happens. The fact that you have engaged with the, you know, just random uh, masseuses. Too many. Is, is, that, is, that, is, that, is that the right word for plural? Masseuses? I, I just, I, I'm, 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 I'm flabbergasted by it. It, I just, it doesn't make sense to me. That well, every, the every clock, <laughs> let's, again, I vote we table. We just can't solve this one, but the shot clock's catching up with us on this extended are we, LP version are we, of, of the podcast. Are we, uh, are we Jalen Suggs right now about to fire one up from, <laughs> we from call, 40? And call glass on it. That's a fact. It's Masters Week, Ed Man, in Augusta G. Masters Week. Wish we had Love it. Sounder. Love me for Masters Week. Bad me on that. Should have had the... Yeah, you know what? Your production tonight was a little bit less than no, stellar. Kidding. Other than that. Kidding. <laughs> other than that. But, uh, you know, we always, always like to pick our predictions to win the Masters, which is so hard to do. It, it just really is. I'm going to run down the odds for you because I did the homework. One, Dustin. God, you're so I know it. Dustin Johnson is a nine to one odds. Justin Thomas, 10 to one. Jordan Spieth, fresh off a of victory after 82 in a row with nothing. John Rahm, 12 to one. Bryson DeChambeau, 13 to one. Those are five big names in the odds that are out there today two days before the first round. Have you heard anything interesting? Who's who's 
playing good. Obviously, Jordan's playing good. He had a really nice tournament and actually finished it in stellar fashion last week in San Antonio. What say you, head man? I, I I think he takes a hot hand. You do. It, he won. He he won at Valero. That's great. But he's been playing good for a while. Mm-hmm. He knows that course mm-hmm. inside and out. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to be miraculously long on that course. Um, he doesn't need to do that. I'll, I'll you know what? I'll take I'll take uh, Jordan just because I think he's found his game. He, he's got his head right in the. Sp- Spirit of of just how difficult it is to pick, even though we did have a, a winner last year, picked by yours truly, Dustin Johnson. Uh, last did you year. win that last year? Well, it was it was November's tournament. Picked Dustin Johnson, and he did bring home the green jacket placed on his shoulders by, by Tiger Woods, smiling at the time. Tiger was. Um, we're gonna take two picks, just okay. just for the fun of it. So you got Jordan Spieth, and we'll give you a bonus pick. Who you got? You get a bonus pick, huh? Mm-hmm. Just for fun, hmm. because this is a fun show. Just for giggles. Yes, fun show. Just for giggles. Just if you got a mulligan. Huh. Okay. Let me think. I, I, I got there with with Jordan, and it's real easy to pick pick the top of the uh, the odds, yeah. top of the field. It's real easy to do that. But I, I tell you, somebody else, and this man, this is <laughs> this is. I don't know why he's jumping in my brain pan right now, but okay. I. It's a guy that's it's been playing well lately. Oh, boy, I'm almost embarrassed to say it. Go ahead. Matt Kuchar. Kuchar. I like Matt Kuchar. Your two picks, your first pick, and your real pick is Jordan Spieth. Your mulligan is... Jordan Spieth, and then Matt Matt Kuchar. Okay. So uh, that leaves it to me. And considering all those favorites and considering the fact that I picked successfully DJ to win it in November, that's why I'm going to pick Xander Shoffley to win it and clearly going to pick Cameron Smith as my mulligan. Wow. I like it. I like it when we go against the, you know, I love me some DJ. I just... Win it two times in a row. God, it'd be awesome, but I just, I just don't know. I like Xander Shoffley a lot. Been, been on his bandwagon for a while. Just think he's got the right kind of game. He's a player. Don't he's know. a player. Don't no question how, about uh, it. You know, recently I haven't heard too much about Xander, but I just got the sneaky feeling he's going to look good this weekend. And Cameron Smith came really close to to uh, DJ just in November, so I know he knows how to make birdies over there in Augusta G. Right. So, man, what a successful outing in the extended LP version of Yeah, this, is, this has been good. Matters. It's like I told you, as, as we were having our roundtable about uh, you know, sending out this, uh, this version of uh, the Sports Brothers, I was fired up. Lots of good topics. Lots of good information. Brotherhood, it is always a pleasure to share with you our, our insights and our knowledge. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you so much, Brotherhood. Moon, Moon, go. Yeah, thank you, Headman. I think I learned something. That's how you do it, Sports Brothers. <laughs>